use the bus stop for the fan right there? Yeah. Get some going. Yeah, a cheapy. <laughs> or a gigantic industrial. Well, that's what I was going to say. Those big, like a brewery. Yeah. But I wouldn't put it right there. <laughs> that would cut into your wall pretty good. Oh, the giant one? <laughs> Here we go. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah, 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 Get it! Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. We got it. It's gotten. Hi, Dave. Hey, Ralph. Everybody, welcome to Trip Swag with Ralph and Dave. We're so excited you're listening. We I'm, are excited. I'm very excited. I'm Dave. Oh, I'm Ralph. Yeah, and we've got an action-packed episode of our podcast. We got some stuff to cram into your ear holes. We got cigars. We got cigars. We got Spotted Cow. Mm-hmm. We got Dr. Pepper Cream Soda. It's so good. It's a good day. I may have a Spotted Cow after the cream soda. I think you should. Yeah. Welcome back to the hey. to the land of adulthood. It's good to be back to the land of alcohol. Dave. <clears throat> Do I look older? No. That's because you saw me on my birthday. But I yeah, did. I turned 40 this weekend. Yeah, happy 40th again. Turned 40. Uh, one thing I didn't do, though, is give you your spanking. So do you want to do it live? <laughs> we can do it now. Uh, we'll air. save that for later. Let me okay. get let me get liquored up a little bit Gotta first. Got to find the paddle. Um, so, uh, yeah, I turned 40 this weekend. We had the, the Laker draft, the high school friends mm-hmm. redraft auction. On uh, Sunday night. Sunday on, night. On my B-Day. On your birthday. Yeah, nice little turnout, too. We had, we had. five of us here, I believe. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, five out of ten. Not bad. And two of the ones that didn't come uh, don't live in town. Right. Three of the ones who didn't come don't live in town. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I can't think of a better way to spend before your birthday than having a draft. Well, there you go. Uh, I believe we will most likely talk about our uh, teams and how the auction went tonight. Yeah, sure. Among other things. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, my my wife bought me Zach's golf clubs for my B-Day. I mean, a good friend would have given you the golf clubs, but that's another story. Well, no, I wouldn't expect him to give me a I'm set of golf clubs. Kidding. I'm kidding. And then he and Laura got me the bag, the mm. brand new bag, and oh, it's a perfect. sick red and white bag i mean you know how i roll so on wednesday morning zach took me to the driving range my first time ever swinging a golf club in my entire life yeah. at the ripe old age of 40 and three days never too late i think i did okay yeah you you a golfer dave i fancy myself an okay golfer oh yeah really oh yeah don't you say don't yeah. you know um, i do i do like to go to driving ranges more than actual golfing because I have this thing with chipping and putting. I can drive it straight and true, but I can't read a green to save my life. Fair enough. You you give me a clown's mouth, I'll stick that <laughs> ball right in there. <laughs> yeah, you will. I can't read a green to save my life. Uh, I got a hefty blister on my thumb. Oh, sure. Because I had 120 balls on Wednesday got morning. Got a big old bucket, didn't you? I, yeah, two buckets. Something I wasn't used to. Um, I, I think, uh, so, so I went into this... So Zach sent me some videos to watch. We did a little lesson in the in the yard here, and uh-huh. then we went. Uh, I, I, the driving range I can see is a very appealing activity. Yeah, it's like twelve bucks for a couple buckets of balls where we went, and so it's you've never, right, and it's right around the corner. So you've never been Top Golf then? I no, take it. I have not been to Top, oh, top Golf. A lot of fun. I mean, I've, I've been putt putt golfing. I'm not, you know, 
I'm not, I don't live in a cult. I've been putt-putt golfing, but that's it. So I could see the appeal of the driving range. We were there for a couple hours, hit a couple of things of balls. And, you know, there was, I, I think I got better as I went. And, you know, it's, it's a very, um, it feels awkward. Like, keeping my arms straight yeah. and doing, like, a partial swing. It's and, an acquired stroke, for sure. And it, it definitely felt weird. And I feel like I got a little bit used to it. I got a couple good, couple of good uh, solid hits. And, and Zach got a couple on, on video. Um, but I think I went in telling myself I was going to be horrible at it. Yeah. And I understand that by golf's very nature, you could do it for your entire life and still be very frustrated and not good at it. Look at Charles Barkley. Look at Charles. Oh, <laughs> I don't know anything, but I know that that is a bad golf swing. It's that herky-jerky. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. uh, but I felt like I, I, I didn't feel frustrated on Wednesday, but I... But I think when you're hitting the same shot over and over again, you can kind of get in a little groove, and you feel like you're, you know, can make adjustments and stuff. If you're playing a hole of golf and you have one chance to hit a drive, yeah, and you don't hit it well, pressure's that's, on. That's got to yeah. be just a pressure's horrible, on. horrible moment. So I, I'm there. I have no preconceived notions that. Uh, It'll continue to not be frustrating. Now, you switched up and used different clubs, too, right? You didn't just do driver the whole time, did you? No, I did, I think, four different clubs. Okay. Five iron. Sure. Seven iron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is the nine... No, what's the, nine big, nine. what's the big guy? Nine iron? Is that the big guy? What's the big your, guy? Your driver. driver. They just yeah. called the driver. Yeah. Okay. And then there was one that was like a low-key driver. What was great was I started on those smaller ones. Uh-huh. It was challenging, you know, and I worked my way up. Once I got to the driver, I was like, oh, this is this is good. You feel like you're making some solid contact on yeah. that. Anyway, that's my that's my golf story. Right on. Um, also, the garage is making progress. Yes, you got some paint down the this, walls. This wall's, this wall's getting, uh, getting closer painted. Got another little shelf up, yeah. so... Making some more good progress there. Um, yeah, I'm feeling good, buddy. Feeling good, looking good. I'm feeling good. good. Thank you. I appreciate Nicely that. Done. I appreciate that. Yeah, welcome to the Club of 40. Thank you. Yeah. It seems like a fun club to be in. I mean, look at us. <laughs> We're killing it. We are living our best lives right now. I am killing it, man. I'm tan. I'm feeling like I'm feeling in pretty pretty good shape got a good lift in this morning you've got a garage fridge for got crying out loud garage fridge stocked Brittany yeah, on the wall i got I mean, Brittany on the wall what up girl yeah i feel i feel good um so we got the laker redraft to share results of. yep we have the guillotine draft yep we are six seven eight eight rounds in somewhere in we there. must be eight rounds in i've taken eight players well that makes um, sense seven or eight yeah seven or eight so we got the guillotine uh, I'm assuming you have some news and notes. There it is. That's there it you. is. I'm sure that sounded good. Uh, tap it on the table. You're welcome. Um, I've got a, uh, I've got a little, uh, I got a little bit of drama with, uh, with a C to C. So much drama in the LBC. Yeah, it's hard being me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we also have. Draft positions for Vampire as well. Yes, uh, and I'm gonna want to make sure I remember the all the the details for Vampire. Yeah, I want to make sure I know who, how many of everything gets started yeah. and scoring and all that. And none of us, 
neither of us got vampire no, either. Vampire. Wah, wah. Yeah, maybe next year. We would have opened with a lot cooler something like Monster Mash or something. <laughs> That's true. Um, is there anything else we're forgetting that we would have tonight? Are those the main, those the main topics? Main topics. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a pretty good night to me. Yeah, I did join uh, a rich league, Kamish Rich. Um, it's a, a, a Magic Spell League. <laughs> Was it the 32-teamer? Yeah. He sent me an invite and he, he sent it to me. And a message, and then he said, oh, never mind, somebody just claimed the last spot. I said, Rich, that's fine. Yeah, it was... <laughs> no worries. That last spot was tough to fill. Someone joined, then they left. Someone else joined, they left. But, uh, so the first two rounds, we'll be drafting spells to make up, or potions to make up spells. I haven't looked in it too much. And then the draft after. So it doesn't sound like the kind of league you need to do a lot of research on. <sighs> <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> i know yeah. i believe it he uh but it, it, it's a good time yeah. i can't wait to hear more about it i'm excited yeah once i pick my spells i'll i'll let you know we have a day so it's two rounds for spells you can pick and it's a snake draft so you can pick two spells yeah I'll have to read more up on it, and I can fill you. Yeah, in come more. prepared next week to it's, give us the uh, full. Give us the full. Update. It kind of snuck up on me. This week's been nuts with Molly out of town. So, and when is the and when is the draft with your boys? Uh, TBD, to be determined. We haven't got that far yet. They, uh, as I left, they were watching. As far as the not on, uh, preseason football is on tonight. Oh, well, I can put it on. So they're watching that. The, I woke up this morning. They were watching training camp on NFL Network. So they uh, they are all in on football now. Maybe we should start with something fun. Uh, on Hard Knocks, mm. you shared this with me, and then I watched the first episode. Yeah. Uh, I'll just start by saying that you know, Hard Knocks is really making the Lions look just very. Uh, motivational yeah like inspirational if you will they're they're the lovable losers oh it's almost over there's a second one. Oh, good there's two tonight ravens and someone else oh it's already over all right giants beat I'm just, this is great radios i just flip channels here do, do, do. there it is titans ravens coming up same channel same channel same channel same channel all right, we'll just let that roll. Boom, I'm sure we'll see all the Ravens we wanted to see. Okay. What were we just talking about? You distracted me by putting on the TV, and now you're just staring at it. Oh, the game already happened. Yeah, it just happened. No, the Ravens and Titans already played earlier, I guess. Never mind. Forget it. I don't know. It was an early game. Okay, well, it's on now. I'm not turning it off. This is great radio. Yeah, okay, great. so, Hard Knocks. Yeah. Um. Lions. The coaching staff put together by the Lions looks pretty awesome. Mm. And they emphasize this, and they emphasize exactly what I was thinking was, like, man, this is a lot of, like, players that I, like, liked watching. Uh-huh. You got Mark Brunel, you got Deuce Staley, you got uh, Antoine Randall, you know. Oh. Some, some fun coaches in there, nice. like, coaching the uh, coaching Lions. So. And I love Dan Campbell, the yeah, other head he's coach. Awesome. He's his little story was pretty great. He's very passionate about football, and he wants to make it work in Detroit. So I'm, I'm a big fan of his. But you sent me, 
Yeah, I came across uh, a video of Aiden Hutchinson up in front of the whole team during a meeting doing his rendition of Billy Jean by Michael Jackson. And I have no idea what the backstory is or anything, but he uh, he rocked it. And I, I thought it was pretty great to watch. The rookies had to do performances. Oh, okay. There was a rookie linebacker who did a like a salsa dance kind of thing, too. Oh, it's spicy. So, yeah, it was very spicy. Yeah. And then also, it was great because at the end, everyone just starts joining in. It's like it's like something you see in a movie. Like, remember the Titans where mm-hmm. some rookie gets up or some young kid gets up and starts singing and everyone joins in and they're all... Ain't no mountain exactly. high enough. Sunshine. <laughs> He's from California. Yeah. Uh, also, did you have the... So you don't watch Hard Knocks? You just saw that I've video? I've never seen a lick of it. Really? Yeah. Seems like it's right up your alley. I know they're doing an in-season one with the Cardinals this year. Yep. Starting it starts November 9. 9th. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's interesting. I feel like you'd really enjoy it. Not an HBO guy. You know what I mean? I am. Know? That's the thing. I've just never... What? I've just never got into okay, it. Okay, that's super weird. Yeah. Give it a try. You're going to love it. I think I will love it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're going to love it. Okay, I'll start. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh, something else I learned from Hard Knocks... Uh, the Hutchinson family. I mean, those are the genes they should use to repopulate the Earth if there's ever an apocalypse. Yeah. No, there's no, <laughs> there's no relation to Steve Hutchinson, is there? The former Viking and Seahawk. No, not that one. Okay. Although Aiden Hutchinson's dad did play in the NFL. Oh, okay. But it's not him. Okay. No. I just thought of that right off the top of my head. Okay, good talk. See you out there. Yeah. Hey, can we hear some news and notes? Yeah. I'm ready for it. I'd, I'd, I'd be happy to. Uh, so it is 28 days until the 2022 season kicks off. That's crazy. That's four weeks. Four weeks. I, Ooh! Goose goosey, you got goose pimples? I do. I got goose pimples. Oh, boy. Could be the fan blowing on my, the back of my neck. Do you want me to turn it off? No, it feels great. Okay, that's yeah, It feels wonderful. Um... Heading into tonight's preseason opener against the Titans, the Ravens have won 20 straight preseason games. Did they win this one? Yes. Do you remember? They did. Oh. Uh, the 20-game win streaks, uh, it beat Green Bay's 19-game win streak back in the 50s and 60s. Wow. Long as NFL history. Good for them. Yeah. I won't dwell on this too much, but Roger Goodell says evidence calls for at least a full-year suspension of Deshaun Watson. He's got it out for him but he's appealing and he's starting their first preseason game yeah tomorrow um like until his appeal is like he can start yeah. until his appeal is done and he's offered up that he he's willing to be suspended eight games and pay a five million dollar fine that's his counter to it so we'll see what happens I mean, clearly he did something wrong if he's willing to give up eight games and $5 million. Yeah. Guilty! <laughs> I mean, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. So, Jimmy G. John Lyons checking out Zillow listings in Cleveland, probably. You think? Yeah. And actually, they they said the, the Browns will consider Jimmy G. if Watson's six-game suspension is increased. Okay. So, watch out. Okay. Uh, and Jimmy G is listed as a number four on the Niners depth chart. <laughs> Shanahan said if he's on the depth chart, it's because he has to be. So, so what did Jimmy G do to 
to rub Shanahan the wrong way. I think there's got to be just, something. They just want to move on to Lance that bad. They're, to be to be fourth on the depth chart and to get a comment like that from the coach, meaning he's on the team, I have to put him on the depth chart, I would rather not even list him. I think it's a combination of a couple things. First, they did they spent all that draft capital to get Trey Lance. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure the powers that be are pushing Shanahan to get Lance to start. You know, they've got to... Because they don't want to put Jimmy G in there and have this guy, this kid, who they spent all that draft capital on to just sit there. And then, secondly, I think there might be some behind the scenes that we don't know about. Yeah. It seems like there must be something. Yeah. That we may never know. Maybe we will never know. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of other things we didn't know about, Roquan Smith wants a trade. Yeah, he does. He's not happy. No, he's not. Uh, they say he refused to negotiate a contract in good faith. He's asking for more money than Shaquille Leonard. Shaq Leonard. Uh, he no, points he, out... I'm not calling him Shaq, Shaq Leonard. That's fine. He says that the most recent great player to sign often does reset the market. And for what it's worth, Leonard... Has 17 forced fumbles in four years. Roquan has one. So. Well, it's not the only measure of a good linebacker. But Roquan st- Smith is really good. But still, that's a lot of forced fumbles. Not happening by Smith. Uh, Jakeem Grant. Thanks for playing. He's out for the year. For the Browns. World class returner. I was going to say, I was just, I'm assuming he was going to be the returner. Blood is Aquiles. So he go. Um, and there was a trade between Miami and Houston. <laughs> yeah, I saw Adam Shaheen getting picked up by Kurt in every possible league. I used to love Adam Shaheen. Yeah. Apparently he just he's has not broken. He has not come to fruition in all the teams he's been on. The Bears, Dolphins, now Texans. But he's not on the Texans because he failed his physical. Did he really? Yeah, you didn't see that? No, I yeah, missed that. No trade, failed his physical, oh, no trade. Come on. So he is not a Texan. That is hilarious. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yep. Well, it was for a 2023 sixth from Houston. Nice dump off Malik Willis. For Shaheen and a seventh. That's funny he didn't make he didn't uh, pass it. Sorry, I gotta see Malik Willis here throwing just dump off after dump off. <laughs> like I'd like to see a little more than that, buddy. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you're okay. Scrap. Oh, 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 oh. So. And touchdown. Welcome to the league. Ooh, that Ooh. was a hot little look, eh? Yeah, it was. Oh, man. Exciting. I picked him up in a lot of places nice. where nobody else wanted him. Good job, young man. Okay, go ahead. Good job. All right. Uh, but speaking of uh, another Texans tight end. Farrell Brown, yeah, he's 18 pounds lighter now. Wow. Yeah. Uh, then last season, he cut back on the sweet baby raised barbecue sauce. He used to drench everything in it, and now he stopped. Um, and he lost weight doing that? Yeah, he lost 18 pounds. That's some good sauce, though. Yeah, we go through a lot of sweet baby raised sauce. It's really good. Sauce, yeah. um, the Dolphins, the fans are so excited. Season tickets are officially sold out. And there's a wait list next year for the first time in Dolphins history. 
And all thanks to Tyreek Hill. All thanks to Tyreek Hill. I only mentioned this because I had picked him up in a couple leagues, but the Cowboys waived rookie kicker Jonathan Garibay and got Maher back Brett in Meyer, there. Yep. Yeah, so. Yep. I've already dropped one, picked up the other, and um, what should we call it? Yeah. Frozen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, speaking of kickers, Ravens are giving Justin Tucker a four-year, $24 million extension, 17 and a half guaranteed. Eleven point five million signing bonus. Yeah, I was at happy hour with Good Job Joe and uh, Good Job Natalia on Monday yeah. after the draft, and Joe was saw that was on the TV at the thing that uh-huh. Justin. He was very excited that that his kicker that he drafted the night before got a nice big deal, mm. and I just looked at him and said. Were you concerned that Justin Tucker was not going to be kicking for the Ravens yeah, this year? You made the wrong was choice. Was that the concern you? that you were? Uh, that you're, now, now that they've locked him up for four years and a bunch of money, you, yeah, yeah. So all that is twenty percent more than the second best kicker, Boswell. So that makes sense. Statistically, from last year, Boswell was the best kicker. Well, second to, best. Yeah, kicker. that offense was stagnant. Yep. So in last season, Tucker was selected to his seventh All-Pro team in ten seasons. That's most by a place kicker in NFL history. If he retired today, he'd be a lock for Hall of Fame, I'm guessing. Yeah? Yep, and I am starting to train the boys in the art of kicking. One of them are going to be a kicker. <laughs> okay. It's going to happen. Make, make, daddy, make daddy some money. <laughs> Uh, we'll stay with the Ravens. J.K. Dobbins is being activated. So he's good to go? Yeah, on track to be ready for week one That's against exciting. the Jets. Yeah, nice. Very exciting. And uh, James Robinson is taking snaps with the first-team offense for the first time in camp, so that might be something to look at. I mean, Dobbins, I mean, that's great for Dobbins. It, it makes me think... In some of these, uh, some of these like startups or redrafts that I've done, like maybe I would have taken him, but then I think, well, but if that news had come out, somebody else would have taken him earlier, right. and I would have it would have never even gotten to the point exactly. where I would have taken him. So. Exactly, Mundo. Moo, it's a moo point. It's a moo point, as Joey would say. Yes. Yeah. It's like a cow's opinion. Sure. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's moo. It's. Utter nonsense. Why is it living with him too long, or did that just make sense? Utter nonsense. Get it? Utter <laughs> nonsense. Oh, I'm nice guessing. He, my guess is he's taking first team reps because ETN's still coming back from injury. Sure. I won't look too much into it. Not at all. Uh, but also, does anyone think that ETN is built to like be a three-down running back? Uh, some people do. Yeah. Well, those people are idiots. Uh, Romeo Dubes. More likely to be a starting slot receiver. Romeo Dubes has been tearing up training camp. That's what I hear. You've heard. Yes, I have heard. He's finally met his match. Uh-oh. Jair Alexander, obviously. <coughs> He's pretty good. He shut that S down with Dubes. Dubes didn't have a catch up against Jair Alexander. Yeah, show the rookie all, his boss. All world. Absolutely. Uh, Alexander let the Packers rookie hear it too after smothering him on an out for a pass breakup. Dubes got behind Alexander but dropped a pass. Alexander told Dubes 
It was a case of OPI, offensive pass interference. Ooh. So there's a little jaw jacking going on. Little John. Yeah, love that. Do you know that Gronkowski only has one more Pro Bowl nod than Algie Crumpler? Really? Five oh. to four. Wow. Six fewer than Jason Witten. Witten's got 11 Pro Bowls. Ew. Isn't it weird that Gronk only has six apparently my spit or five? Spot, apparently my spit spot is on my notebook. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, sorry. Burn that page. And I'm making it worse. Uh, <laughs> J-Mo, we know J-Mo, right? Jameson Williams. Yeah. Officially switched his jersey to number nine. Ooh. Stafford's old Detroit number. Ooh, I like that. He actually called Stafford to get his blessing. Nice. Yeah. Stafford said yay. JMO has not been shown on uh, Hard Knocks yet in oh. episode one, which made me sad. Because usually they focus on rookies, but they haven't shown much of him. They're, they're playing him coy. They're playing yeah, it coy, maybe. close to the vest. Maybe. I think he might be closer to playing than, than they're letting on. Well, good, because I have him everywhere. As do Except I. the Laker League. Oh, bummer. Who got him? Said a bad word. Go ahead. Sad news. James White's retiring. New England running back. Usher in Pierre Strong. Yeah. We got some more. Well, more likely Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah. Uh, so he is uh, James White, the only walk off touchdown in Super Bowl history. Wow. The overtime winner. In Super Bowl 51. That's quite a... The only walk-off touchdown in yeah. NFL history? Yeah. Huh. That was the game they came back. He had... Listen to his line, if you forgot. Was that the, was that the Falcon when they beat the yeah. Falcons? Oh, okay. 14 receptions, two rushing touchdowns, a receiving touchdown, and a two-point conversion. See the MVP of that game? Nope. It was Brady? Come on! I don't know how he couldn't. Uh, that's crazy. He played eight season and never lost a fumble either. He helped me win the Emperor League. And he helped me win uh, my first the um, my first Frozen Championship. <clears throat> I I had him everywhere, and then the injuries just took over, and it happens. I mean, he's he's in the same vein as like when Darren Sproles mm-hmm. was doing Darren Sproles mm-hmm. things and. Like, when you had that running back that was just basically a receiver coming out of the backfield. Yep. Yep. And the Patriots are reportedly taking calls for Damian Harris. Yeah, get him out of there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine a backfield of Stevenson Stevenson and and Pierre Pierre. Strong? Oh, yeah. Just just cycle him out, get him for a couple years, get him to produce, and then get him gone. Let's go. Uh, Justin Jefferson on his new Vikings offense says, now I see why Coop is wide open so many times. It's wonderful being in this type of an offense. He has been unguardable in training camp. He has been killing it. Sounds good for my guillotine prospects. No one can cover him. So he is looking great and he's loving the new offense. Wish I had in more places, but I don't. Yep. And then lastly, Mike Tomlin was asked what George Pickens needs to work on. This is why I love Mike Tomlin. Absolutely everything. He has talent, but there's a difference between talent and skill. God gives you the talent. We develop the skill. Whoa, 
That is a good quote. I love Woo! Mike Tomlin. I'm gonna That's get a that. juicy quote. I'm going to get that tattooed on my ribs, I think. It's a great quote. You're going to get it tattooed on your ribs, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we all make choices in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> i got to find my ribs first. <laughs> And then I sent, They're in there somewhere. I sent you those two yes. things since we're using my phone to record. Yes, because my phone has issues because I spilled water on it. There thing. is an amazing quote from Antonio Brown. You want me to read it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, right. it's your deal. Well, first, we'll talk about Matt Ryan, okay. who is currently eighth place in most passing, passing yards in NFL history as a current he's in player. He's eighth place? He's in eighth all place. All time? Wow. It goes Brady, Breeze, Manning, Favre, Big Ben, Rivers, Marino, Ryan. Yes, please. He needs 4,300 yards to jump from 8th to 5th. Okay. So that's doable this year. Yeah, it is. Totally doable. Wow. Justin Fields had a great quote. Um, I'm missing Jamison Williams, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Gary Wilson, Chris Olave, Julian Fleming, Marvin Harrison, right? From Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, yeah. He says, I'm throwing to guys who wouldn't have made six string at Ohio State. That is the biggest adjustment. All right. I, I mean, obviously, big Justin Fields guy over mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why would you publicly make that comment about the guys that you're on a team with? I don't know. It seems like a bad idea. It does. It really does. When I saw that, I was like, why? I don't know. I don't know if the reporter caught him at the right time or if he was fishing for someone to ask him because he wanted to get it out there. I have no idea. But. All right. I have a quote. it Seems like a bad choice. Antonio Brown is now my new favorite person in the whole world. Okay. Here's his quote. He's your favorite person in the world? After this quote. Okay. This is, they asked him about his biggest regret. Okay. You want to take a guess? Out of everything he's done, what's his biggest regret? Oh, man. And he's done a lot of stuff. No, I know. I don't know. What's his biggest right. regret? My biggest regret in my career doesn't involve calling my GM a cracker or showing up to Raiders camp late in a hot air balloon with frozen feet or throwing rocks at that UPS driver. And it definitely doesn't involve taking my shirt off and doing a victory lap around the Jet Stadium mid-game while throwing up deuces. Those weren't it. My biggest regret is that I'll never get to see me Antonio Brown play a game live. Sure, I can watch the game afterwards, but I can't imagine what that was like for you all to see something like that, like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform at Red Rocks. Oh my gosh. I love that. He'll never get to see himself play live. You know, he also could have commented on, you know regretting like not maybe that he should have treated his wife or kids better there could be that too that's no 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 that's not it okay love it wow so great uh you want to hear some trades that have recently gone through in some leagues that have just popped up would i just as a little in-betweener a little filler time sure 
Uh, Campus to Canton League. This this trade just went through. Side one is DK Metcalf, sure. Kenneth Walker, and Tristan Ebner. Okay. Bears. And the other side is Akers, Monra St. Brown, and Torrey, the wide receiver for Green Bay. Huh. Thoughts? Who is in the first one again? Metcalf, Walker, and Ebner. Oh, that one wins. Metcalf and Metcalf Walker. and Walker over yeah. Akers and Brown. Yeah, 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 it's not particularly close. Nope. Okay. Um, how about I've gotten some offers in uh, Ring of Fire. I fell into a burning Ring of Fire. So there is a guy in my Ring of Fire league who is sending out the worst offers that this I've is the guy you were texting, ever right? seen. Yes. Yeah. This guy is really bad. And he has sent out offers... He has sent out offers after I said, we no longer have a need to talk trade ever again, but I wish you luck. And he still sent offers. This was the offer. I didn't sh- I didn't share this on here, did I? It was seven days ago. Not on here, no. You, okay. you texted me. All right. I would give up CeeDee Lamb, Michael Thomas, George Pickens, and Dallas Goddard. Okay. I hope everyone's sitting down. Lamb Thomas Pickens Goddard is what I would give up. You know what I, hope, I get in I return? I hope you're not driving. You, you know may, what I get in return? Just put it in park right now. Coral, Justin Ross, Taylor Heineke, Jesus. Hunter Long, a twenty twenty three first, third, and fourth. Hey, you're getting more players. Maybe that's what he was going for. Quantity over quality, maybe? I don't know. I said sell me. Why should I accept this trade? Yep. He says you're in a rebuild. And I'm offering picks. Because <laughs> when you're in a rebuild, what you want to do is you want to definitely sell your 21 to 23-year-old wide receivers. Yeah, but you get picks. That's the key. So you get younger. Yeah, I can see where he's going with that. Um, I said, you think I'm just trolling this guy, trying to get... I, want him to, I wanted to hear what he, what he would actually say. I said, you think it's a fair offer? He said, I think it's close. I think if I add my second, we can close the gap. I said, I don't believe in trade calculators, but you should put this one in one and see what happens. When I put it in the calc, it is fair for Lamb and any of those players. Who would you move out of those three? Fair for Lamb, so just Lamb straight up? Oh my gosh. So, I I don't even understand what he's saying. I would not accept his offer for just Lamb. No. Let alone Michael Thomas, George Pickens, and uh, Goddard. Just stop. Uh, I sent him an offer. His team is actually pretty good. I don't know how it's possible. Apparently he drafts better than he trades. <laughs> I said, I'll give you Michael Thomas. I want your 2023 first and Tyler Algier. Okay. I don't think that's unheard of. Michael Thomas has looked really good. Mm-hmm. By all accounts, he's going to be back to close to what he was, right? I can't wait. You ready for his response? Thomas not worth more than a second. Which, okay, I I understand. No. So he sends me Michael Thomas for a second. And I said, yeah, got it. That doesn't work for me. But it's the closest to acceptable that you've sent. So congrats on the growth. Nicely done. You're getting better. Did you consider 
that you came in second last year. So what you are likely offering is something like two nine to two twelve for Michael Thomas. Yeah, yeah, he came in second. I forgot that. So it's, he's better than not yeah, bad. Yeah. So then he doesn't respond to that. He just sends me a new offer three days ago. I would give up Michael Thomas, Lamb, and Pickens. So he took Goddard out. That was he, too much. And he would send me Algier because now he thinks I want Algier. It was just a throw-in to get the first for Thomas. Yep. Algier, Coral, Sterling Shepard, 2023, first, second, third, and fourth. See, you shot of a turd, it's still a turd. This is what I could do for all three of those players. I said, we have no need to discuss any trades further. Good luck. See, what he's trying to do, he's trying to beef up his starters by shipping off his bench. Classic. Uh, correct. People do that all the time. But Michael Thomas is at the age where he is acquirable. Yeah. You're not getting lamb for what you want to give up. Right. You could use that first to get Michael Thomas. Mm -hmm. And now you have taken that first that's going to be a late first, and you have gotten an established player who should be coming back and be back, you know, back to form. Yep. I said, we have no need to discuss trades any further. Good luck. He says, no worries. I could offer an entire future class for Lamb alone, but that's the most I can do. Maybe a little more, but not sure who you are after. Well, you're after Algier. Ah, uh, duh. I, I said, you aren't getting Lamb. You haven't been in the same stratosphere as I am, sorry. And I don't know how he, I don't know how he must have deleted it. I saw a trade he sent me, and then all of a sudden I couldn't find it anymore. Yeah. Where he wanted Lamb and Pitts. Now that's obviously just a real... A real joke. Uh, uh, let's see. I thought I had one more here. Uh, meh. Let's move on. You want to talk about? Uh, you want to talk about the Laker draft that just let's happened? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't have my phone to reference, so you. Well, here I can. I can. Uh, I can pull it up on here and turn it around for you. All right. Do you want to? pull up your team or would you rather have the draft we should probably have the draft because it has the value done yeah yeah let's do that we can have the yeah money spent and we i forgot who mentioned it in our super fan chat about me not keeping josh allen or keeping any of the quarterbacks oh right so that's the first thing is quarterbacks don't go for very much in this league well Uh all of a sudden this year they started going for a little Holy more. Holy crap. Yeah, there was there was some money spent on some quarterbacks, uh, which I was surprised about. Um, anyway, here, I'll turn this around for you. Oh, perfect. And then I'll just pull it up on my phone yeah, for myself. Nicely done. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know where to begin. Uh, what did you, how did you feel? Maybe we'll just do kind of a general, we'll just talk about generally how we think it went and then we can go through who we get who we actually got yeah i mean my uh I'm, I'm not a fan of my running backs i did not value running backs at all um i was in the running for a couple um but they just got a little too spendy in in my eyes um do you remember which guys specifically you're talking about that you would have liked to have gotten I, yeah i was hoping to get chubb for uh, early or early for uh, like 22, 23, you know, in sure. that. Or, you know, but I, 
In the end, I got Kamara for 19. Which is a bargain, and yep. he might not get suspended True. Now. And then, you know, just so that worked out well for you. Just to shore that up, I got Ingram at the tail Ingram end for, for a buck. Dollar. So yeah, that's I was golden. I was happy with that. Absolutely. Um I got Gus Edwards for a buck, you know, in case you know, God forbid, just kidding Dobbins gets hurt again. Yeah. Um and I've got Rashad White from Tampa Bay. I got Foreman from Carolina. So basically and I got Pacheco. So basically I've got handcuffs as my running backs. Sure. Um, and, you know, what's not to say that my best lineup may be Ingram and Kamara at the same time. Hey, that was that was a great pairing back in the day. Yeah. So, it's kind of fun to have them in there, you know, the whole yeah. Thunder and Yeah, so thing. you just never know. So that's that's my, my running backs. Um, I'm happy about my wide receivers. I got Devontae Adams at 35, which I thought was pretty good. I got Scary Terry, 24. Uh, Pickens for three. Deontay, that, that snuck was, Pickens in on me. I wasn't paying attention. and you. Uh, yeah, I yeah, feel kind of dirty about that. You, okay. had, you had got up it's to okay. talk to somebody, and I snuck yeah. in the last bit. Yeah, I think it was when Hans's kid was on the, was on the Google Meet. And I was yeah. like, oh, hey, buddy. Hey, happy birthday, Uncle Ralph. And then, and then I, I look, and, and, and Dave, uh, yeah. Dave took my guy. So. Uh, and then I got Michael Thomas uh, for three bucks. That's I was I was happy about because I think he's going to be. Uh, he may be a keeper next year. Never sure. know. Never know. Uh, Lockett I got in for three bucks as well. Uh, Rondale Moore for a buck. I think he's going to be all over the place. He's going to be getting a lot of targets. I noticed you snagged him in a, in the guillotine today. Spoiler, I did. I just got alert. him in guillotine as well. I was happy about that. Uh, also, Wandale Robinson. We'll see what he can do for me. And then I got Van Jefferson at the very end for two bucks. Nice. So I'm uh, I'm very happy about my wide receivers. Tight end. I got Goddard for fifteen. Bellinger for a buck and Brevin Jordan for a buck. So I got my favorite tight ends on my team. Yep. So I can't go wrong there because I believe in them. Yep. Uh, quarterbacks, I believe I was the, yep, the big spender at QB. Uh, I took the best quarterback, Mahomes, for 44. And I think I would have been keeping him for a couple bucks less than that, yeah. if I recall. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen, who I would have kept for 31, he went for 41. So Yeah, I, I, sh- I mean, Mahomes went for what I would have kept him for, and I would prefer not to spend that much. Yeah. Because qu- quarterback feels very deep, and it's a 10-team league. But I would assume if you, knowing what you know now and could go back yeah. in time... I'm assuming you would have preferred to have kept Allen for 31 and 100%. had him be your main guy for less 100%. money. Yeah, and I yeah. could have used that extra yeah. money to go after a running back. Sure. Yeah. But what can you do? What can you do? Uh, and then I got Hurts. Hurts for 25 because, and I got him in guillotine as well because I believe in Hurts this year. Uh, I believe he's going to be a top five quarterback this year, and I think it's going to be fantastic. And then I got uh, Desmond Ritter for two bucks because why not? And then Brissett because you never know what's going to happen in Cleveland. That's fair. So that uh, oh, and of course can't forget I got Butker for a buck and Dallas is my defense. 
And that's my team, and I'm sticking to it. And I keep seeing things about Pacheco in Kansas City. He's getting good buzz. He's with and the he's first run, team. He's with the first a lot. And he's, he's picking up that offense. So it should be interesting. Did you find it interesting, the conversation during that draft? You know, these guys came in basically admitting that they had done no research to this point. Yeah. This is pretty much the only league these guys do. And one of their kids had the cheat sheet for them. Oh yeah, Woody's kid drew a cheat sheet. Had Aaron, Aaron Aaron Donald on. He's yeah. like, "Oh, good. The kid got kid has a passion for yeah. IDP already." Um, but they clearly had no knowledge of rookies at all. No. And I've never really noticed that before this year. But it seems like that might be the mo for this league: is that you and I pretty much clean up the rookies because they don't yeah. care at all. None of the rookies go for very much. Maybe the most. The most known, I mean, Brees Hall went for 24, yeah. you know. But I feel like other than, like, the most known guys. Um, because if you look at it, you know, a rookie pops off, that's your keeper next year. Exactly. You know? And you and get that should for be cheap. The, yeah, and that should be the... Just, just saying hi. And that should be the thought process. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. And, mm-hmm. like, that was why Carl didn't have any keepers. I mean, he said, like... He was, he was on the waiver wire so much trying to keep his team above water yeah. that he just didn't have anybody that he had drafted that would be a value. And that is the challenge. And I, the, after the year that I named my team the Island of Misfit Toys, where I was just doing that constant spinning right. and where I had accidentally dropped Kamara and then he went off so I couldn't keep him, I was like, I'm going to do everything I can to keep from dropping anybody yeah. that has potential to be a guy to be a guy next year uh-huh. so if you recall i had kept andrews and taylor andrews for like 23 taylor for 42 yep so i was very slow to i was very slow to win anybody i i waited around i i typically don't go crazy on the early guys i i especially in a 10 team league and with guys where I know I can clean up on some of those rookies. I try not to get too crazy at the beginning because I want to save my money and I want to be able to clean up at the end. Yep. So it took me a long time to win anybody. I got Tyler Bass for a dollar in the Baltimore defense for a dollar pretty early on. And then that was kind of it for a long time. And then I started getting some some bargains. You know, I, I a lot of quarterbacks had gone. They were going for a lot of money. So I kind of went contrary to what I usually do and I went went Russell Wilson for 21 bucks, which compared to the prices on some of those other guys, uh-huh. I feel like that's pretty good. I mean, sure. I, I mean, yes, he starts, he starts strong and then tails off, but I wonder if when he's not on the Seahawks, I wonder if he'll be more consistent throughout because the Seahawks, that was kind of how they were built. Yeah. Year goes on. They yeah. were on the ball and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I got AJ Brown for 21 and DJ Moore for 17. And I pretty much, filled wide receiver pretty early michael Pittman for 20 alan robinson for 11 and then at the end i got garrett wilson for three when i showed my team to kurt his main takes his main takeaway was garrett wilson for three dollars is that the end agreed yep elijah moore went for nine well with that price difference i'll take garrett wilson a thousand times out of that well i'd take garrett wilson straight up anyway yep and then with the price difference for sure um, as a backup tight end, 
Uh, I took Noah Fant for a dollar and uh, David Njoku for two mm-hmm. later on, like kind of at the end when I was just kind of getting pretty much anybody I wanted. Um, uh, let's see. So I had Russell Wilson, and then quarterbacks were going, quarterbacks were going. I knew I wanted a second quarterback. I had Jimmy G in my back pocket for a dollar because I thought, you know, I he's going to play somewhere. Like, he's too good not to play right. somewhere. So I did end up getting him for a dollar later. I, I can't remember if he, he may have been one of my two drops I had to make. That was something, that was an oversight, was the, the keeper players didn't count towards your total yeah. roster spots. So the number of keepers you had, you had to drop players at the end. So basically your keepers cost $10 instead of $9 because you had to drop $2 players is what it came down to. Yeah. So I did. I did get Garoppolo later, but I ended up getting Trevor Lawrence for eleven and Justin Fields for ten. Um, I kind of looked at it as for twenty-one bucks, one of them should take off and be really good this year. Yeah. Ideally, both of them. I think both of them probably will be good this year, but I only really need one of them to to be solid, and I think I think that's a, a pretty safe safe assessment. Totally. Um, so then wide receivers, uh, later on on my bench, Jalen Tolbert for two, Alec Pierce for two and Nico Collins for one. After I took Alec Pierce, I realized, oh yeah, I have Pittman. So I might try to shop Pittman and see if there's something I can do to turn him into somebody I like as well, but, but diversify the not having so much Colts because I also have Jonathan Taylor. So that's a lot of investment in the Colts, which I'm not a fan of. So then running backs, other than Jonathan Taylor, who I kept for 42, I went very cheap, all $1-$2 guys. But as I tend to do in this league, any redraft, which is mainly this league, is I try to get as many rookie running backs as possible for $1 or $2 because they could get a chance to play and take off opportunity and and uh and uh carries are really what makes them mm-hmm. valuable and like you said if somebody blows up they could be your keeper for ten dollars next year Truth. i mean that's happened with david johnson where he was cheap and he blew up that happened with alvin kamara he was cheap yeah. and he blew up you know all those guys yeah. so i got brian robinson for a dollar kenneth gainwell for a dollar who there's a lot of talk that he could be I mean, I have no faith in Miles Sanders, so. Tyler Algier for a dollar. Ronald Jones for a dollar. I hoped people would bid up. I didn't actually want him, and he just went through. Khalil Herbert for two. Snoop Connor for one. Pierre Strong for one. And Dearness Johnson for one. Yeah, and that Pierre Strong for one's looking better and better. I think Dearness Johnson and Snoop Connor were my two cuts, if I remember I correctly. don't blame you. Because Dearness Johnson looked really good when he got a chance, but he's behind two other guys. Yeah. He would be worth picking back up if if Kareem Hunt ends up getting traded because he really wants to be traded. But for now, it was, yeah. you know. And then Snoop Connor with James Robinson healthy. That uh-huh. you know, whatever. So anyway, that was my squad, and I I feel uh, I feel good about it. Good. I think I I look at it with running back here. I kind of look at it like when I have Mahomes, at least Mahomes in the past. When you have Mahomes in a super flex, you kind of feel like your second quarterback spot doesn't need to be as strong because Mahomes in a lot of ways was worth a couple of quarterbacks. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way about Jonathan Taylor. Like I have Jonathan Taylor, like that second running back spot. I don't have to worry too much about. Yeah. 
And then as it always happens in this league, we had two guys this year who had a ton of money left at the very end because they just weren't bidding on anybody. And I even said that to Woody when we were sitting here. I said, you know, you have this much money left, but none of the players are worth the amount of money you're going to spend. Like, you got to pick the best guy here and pay the – you know, a dollar over everybody else's maximum and just get them. And he left eighteen dollars. He left eighteen dollars, and I don't understand. And let's and his team doesn't look bad, but I just I just don't understand that strategy. You know, because then you end up you end up spending like you know, like he spent four dollars on Brandon Ayuk. He spent four dollars on. Yeah, James Robinson's not bad. Jeff four, Wilson, you know, four dollars on Jeff Wilson. Yeah. Like he, sh- Jeff Wilson shouldn't be four dollars. Yeah. Or like, or Hans, you know, he spends sixteen dollars on Julio Jones just to use up his money. Yep. Well, Julio Jones shouldn't have been that much, you know. And then he was the one who sniped uh, Jamison Williams from me. But like he said, if his Fargo internet hadn't been crapping out on him, he would have won players earlier, yeah. and he wouldn't have had the money to get Jameson. Yeah, he was so having a rough time there for a little bit. He was having a rough go of it, for sure. Were there any prices on any of these guys that really kind of shocked you? One that stuck out for me that was really low, Brandon Cooks for 5 bucks. Yeah. Seemed like a real bargain, because, I mean, he's just consistently, every single year, really good. Yeah, um, that was a pretty good one. Another one that surprised me... CeeDee Lamb for 43. I mean, he was the... He was the second highest money for a wide receiver. Justin Jefferson went for 54. Yeah. And the next highest guy was CeeDee Lamb at 43. Uh Now, I love CeeDee Lamb, don't get me wrong. But until I've seen it, I'm not paying $43 out of my 200 for him, I don't think. Yep. Because I could have, and I sat back and and uh, and let it happen. So yeah, I think Joey getting Darnell Mooney for three bucks was was a pretty yep. good steal too. There were some guys like that where yep. it's like, wow, how were they that cheap? Totes, um, guy and guys that have gotten a lot of good um, a lot of good talk to. I mean, Jahan Dotson has been talked about as being really good. He mm-hmm. only went for two. Mm-hmm. Dubs, Dubs, Dobbs, Dobbs. Dude, I say dubs. Dubs sounds good. He only went for two, but he's been talked about as really good. You know, you got and then you have Burks going for five. Burks he's going for five, getting all the wrong kind of talk. He's with the third team now. And then you got a guy like Tyler Lockett. I know he has no quarterback, but he's been really good in the past. He went for three. It's just yeah. some weird stuff with the prices. Yeah, and I that's was, why. I was... I, that's why I want the money at the end because if guys end up going really cheap yeah. in the end, I want to have. Dibs. I was surprised to get Lockett for three. That was I wasn't expecting. Oh, that him. was to you, eh? Yeah, I wasn't expecting him for that cheap. Nice. And then what was the other one I saw? I lost it. I'm sure it was a good one though. Yeah, it was. It was All a right. really good one. All right, should we take a break? Let's do it. And we'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back in two and two, of y'all. Of course we will. Two and two. Of course. I am a god. Probably a lot of swearing, but I don't, I don't remember. She's got 
glasses and black pills, nose pierced with the cigarette perfume. Half dead, but she still looks so cute. She is a monster in disguise, and she knows all the words to the trap songs. Here, strong six rushes, 25 yards. You gotta get to Willow's part. This is featuring Willow Smith. This is a censored version. Oh, look at Perfect. That. Use your imagination. That makes two of us fell in love with an emo girl. Fell in love with an emo girl. I'm sorry. If you don't like Machine Gun Kelly, you're just wrong. Will Smith must be so proud of his daughter. She's a good performer. I'll give her that. Yeah, good for she her. was. Uh, she did not take away from the from the concert. Well, that's good. I wonder how I randomly pulled up a uh, censored version. That's Does crazy. he... Are all his songs like this, like, poppy? Because this... When I think Machine Gun Kelly, why do I think, like... Rock rap. He's not rock rap, he's more... Poppy? Yeah, it's all poppy. Yeah. Oh. Why'd I think... Well... Okay, but you this but it used to be it used to be this. I have no idea what this is. Just wait for it. One time for the city. My city. Bitch up for the land till I die. Till I die. On the east side till I die. Till I die. Till I die. This is nothing for me. No offense. <laughs> Sing this. Alright, first of all, he's tough. I, I have he a couple is, of things. He is so tough. I have a couple of things. Do you think he would last a day in the hood he, in Cleveland? He does. He did. He like, grew up there no. in the ghetto. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's tough. So he looks tough. With couple all those of things. Tattoos. I understand. Tough guy. People having a problem. That's not. A, I don't have a problem with him. I just. I, it's just not my cup of tea. It's at all. so. Here's here's the thing. Number one, I'm a Cleveland kid. The fact he's from Cleveland. So if he wasn't like if he was from Orlando, would you still like him? I have no way of knowing that. Okay. Um, now, did you did you? Listen to him first, not knowing he was from Cleveland, or did you listen to him because he was from Cleveland? Do you remember that? Okay. Here's what happened. I would hear the name Machine Gun Kelly, okay. and I would go, 
I don't know who the heck Machine Gun Kelly is. Yeah. It's kind of the same way I was about Emily Blunt. I don't know who Emily Blunt is. Mm. People are talking about Emily Blunt, no idea. Or, um, or, uh, um, oh my gosh, there's another actor, um, <laughs> nope, drawing a blank. That's anyway. Fine. It happens. And I had no idea who it was. Claire and I are over at her friend Kara, at her friend Kara's house with her boyfriend Dan. Mm-hmm. And Dan's got a setup with like six speakers. Like he has a, a, he has a setup where he has like expensive speakers that he spent a lot of time getting the perfect sound on. Basically, and he's very proud of them. Sure. Something came up about Machine Gun Kelly, and Claire and Kara are like, Ralph, you never heard Machine Gun Kelly? It's like, no. Machine Gun Kelly, what's that even mean? So then they put on this video, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is amazing. He's in Cleveland, he's rapping with Bone Thugs and Harmony, you know, they're in the video. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Are they from Cleveland? Yeah. Bone Thugs and Harmony from Cleveland. East 1990, yeah, that's Cleveland. Um, And then I go... Wait a minute! I thought he did like I thought he did like pop stuff. They're like, yeah, check it out. And then she puts on Bloody Valentine. I'm like, this is him too. I don't even understand. Okay. So then I'm kind of I start listening more and more. I'm like, this guy is crazy talented. Yeah, All right. Sure is. So then what I learned by watching the other night we watched the documentary on Hulu, Life in Pink, the Machine Gun Kelly documentary. Mm-hmm. The guy is a mess. I mean, he had, he's had addiction and depression. I mean, he's a disaster. Okay. And he and Me- and he and Megan Fox are weirdos. Like drink each other's blood and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but musically speaking, he he was a rapper and he grew up being a rapper and he like put out he's put out three four rap albums. Okay. But then what I learned from the documentary was that once it was covid and nobody was allowed to go and do anything he picked back up his guitar because he plays like all all instruments Mm -hmm. and he started playing around on his guitar and he realized he missed rock and roll he must have done when he was a kid did rock and roll or something okay and so he starts like playing around the guitar and putting out youtube videos of him playing guitar people like it and so then he decides like this is the new direction he's going to be in so why doesn't he play rock and roll why does he play pop no, it's 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 rap for people that don't like rap. It's rock for people that don't like rock. It's pop for people that don't like pop. It's that, punk for people that don't like punk. Okay, play a rock song if it's then. You know what? You like the Batman, so obviously your opinion on I, anything creative I wanna, matters nothing. I want to hear a rock song of his. Oh, gosh. Okay. We'll call it punk. We'll call it punk. Oh no, it's punk. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Punk rock. It's in the name. Anyway. Well, thank you for that history lesson. Yeah. Is his real name... What's his real name? Uh, Colson. Something. Colson Kelly? Or is he just... No, I think Machine Gun Kelly's completely made up. No. Okay. Uh, Claire was just talking, just literally today, about how she can't believe that you like the Batman. She said, what was his argument? And I said, I don't even remember. It was so stupid. It's true. <laughs> It's true to the comics. <laughs> That's what it is. It's true to the comics. It is. All right. Um, 
I mean, it's not my fault. You guys <laughs> what, what else do we have? To, oh, guillotine. Poor taste in <laughs> movies. Yeah, I have poor taste in movies. Um, I mean, yeah, I'd rather watch Machine Gun Kelly's documentary again than uh, than the Batman. Than five minutes of the Batman. All right, uh, Guillotine League. We are currently in it right Did now. Did you at least like his car, his Batmobile car? Was that? I don't even remember. The scene where he revs it up and he goes after the penguin. I don't even remember. The chase scene. I'm not a chase scene guy generally, but. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Any Guillotine League. Can you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's okay. In a guillotine oh, league, every week the worst team is eliminated. Yes. The lowest points are eliminated. Yes. And you keep going until the last week of the se- last week of the season. You have two teams remaining. They play for the championship. The key. Every- uh, yeah. The and the key is that each week. Yes. Go ahead. Each week. You clearly want to talk over me. The, the eliminated Batman. teams' players are up for bid. The Batman over here. And over you me. have your. Your uh, fab money to bid on those players. Yeah. Now, in my experience, if you draft well and you have a solid team, you don't have to worry about picking up players for a while. So if your team can carry you into the season and you don't have to pick people up, the more people that spend a ton of money in the beginning and panic, that's less people that you have to bid against down the line when you've got really good players to pick from and the last two teams end up with super super studs everywhere even the last five teams are just because so many teams have been eliminated and that becomes really challenging because you are benching studs Mm -hmm. and you got to decide who is the best possible start exactly and that was where i famously uh gave my wife the advice of benching Saquon Barkley and that cost her the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's safe to say that if you can avoid spending any money at all, you're in a better situation. Like ideally you would spend no waiver wire money for weeks and weeks and weeks, right? Would you agree with that? Yeah, totally. But if you try to do that and then you have a bum week and you're out, it didn't do you any good. So it's it's quite the conundrum. Now, as far as drafting goes, how do you look at the strategy of drafting and the kinds of players you're drafting in a guillotine compared to a typical redraft? What what differences are there? What do you do special in this? So scenario? for me in guillotine leagues, I want to get as many number ones as possible. On teams, I want to get number one running backs. I want to get number one wide receivers. Why? Because, Tell the people, Dave. Because every I'm just week, start calling you the Batman. Every week, I'm vengeance. <laughs> every week, you want to get the most points possible to stay alive. If you wait on running backs, if you wait on wide receivers, uh, and that means you're getting backups, you're getting second stringers, you're getting handcuffs. Well, the so, other thing we should mention, though, is there's 18 teams in the league to start. Right. So it's also sparse in terms of you're waiting a long time. Exactly. You're going to be weak somewhere. you got to decide where the best exactly. place to be weak so is. So if, if you're weak at running back and your running backs combined give you 10 points between the two running backs you have, that could be the difference of you getting eliminated. So if you have 
a consistent team of good players at the top, that'll make up for the rough players at the bottom. If you skimp and wait on a position, you have to make up for it somewhere, and that could hurt you in the long run. So I want to try to get as many of the top-end guys as possible. Totally different than a, a dynasty. You throw all those rules out. Well, sure. I mean, it's it's closer to a redraft right. than it is to a dynasty. Um, so, so you're looking at you're looking at studs, mm-hmm. and you're looking at number ones at their position on their team. Yes, because that's more opportunity. Correct. So then, my my uh, my addition to that would be safety. You don't want anybody Ooh. risky. Right. Take you can take some high upside risk mm-hmm. at the end for your bench because if they take off, you're in an even better situation. Yeah. But you do not want to be taking anybody that you are not sure is going to be performing for you. Like, for instance, right now, we're in pick 11, seventh round. Nuke Hopkins is still up to be drafted. In a redraft league, it would be cute to take him right now. Because if you've got, you know, decent wide receivers, you can take a chance in having him on your bench. If you draft him now... We start nine players in this league. You're taking away a starting spot for somebody who's going to be suspended for the first six games. Right. So taking him right now would be detrimental to your team, unless you think you've got a wonderful team. So redraft, fine. Take a chance if you want to. But in this setup, he's got to wait to be taken. I mean, some things for me in round one that really where it really made me nervous... Um, we'll just kind of, well, we'll start at the, like, I'm looking at, I mean, I'll let you talk about your pick because it's probably fine, but like Christian McCaffrey has not been healthy in years. So I think taking him in this kind of a league is very risky Uh because if you're the team that took, and then I look at the rest of that team and I'm really kind of questioning the rest of that team too. (laughs) Um, but if you're the team who takes Christian McCaffrey and Christian McCaffrey ends up tweaking something week one and he's out, you're kind of dead in the water. And that's always the first team that ends up going out is they had something happen with injuries. And that goes back to you with safety too. Do you want to take McCaffrey who's been out the last two years or do you want to go with someone safe like, you know, Eckler? But I mean, I'm, but I'm, but I even, I'm looking at, I mean, Najee Harris, who knows what's going to happen with the quarterback situation there. I'd be too nervous to take him. Look at Nick Chubb. They're going to have Brissett as their quarterback. Mm -hmm. In theory, they hand off the ball a lot, but they'll be able to key on him. I wouldn't be comfortable taking him. Right. You know, Swift has a hard time staying healthy, and they, I mean, Jamal Williams is getting a lot of run with the ones. I'd be nervous about him. Mm -hmm. You know, CeeDee Lamb, I love CeeDee Lamb, but we're projecting that he is now going to be the guy. We, We don't know that. And the main one was Saquon Barkley because, man, if I if I'm hitching my survival in a guillotine to Saquon Barkley, not in round one for yeah. me that like maybe round two, okay, fine, but like ooh, it makes me really nervous in round one. And the guy that took Barkley, he's the one that's been a trading machine in this draft. I mean, you look at his team; he's got Barkley, he's got Fournette. Allen Robinson, Traylon Burks, James Cook, DK Metcalf. It's a risky team. It is. I mean, all for the sake of just being able to trade. I mean, what? And then there was one guy who was like, 
Why are there so many trades in this guillotine league? And in other leagues I've been in, there's never been any trades. It's like people want to be the one that are going to be, you know, the wow factor with getting a trade. I just... In I this, think you're just asking for it. You are. You're trying to be the wheeling and dealing. You trade back around. and you get less studs. Right. You trade up, you don't have the depth. I, I just think it's a horrible format to he, do that. He offered me, I think it was him... He wanted my fifth rounder. He's got two ninth rounders. There's no way in hell no. in this I would trade Absolutely my not. fifth for two picks in the ninth. No, thank you. Um, we should mention that this is uh, full P- full point PPR. Mm-hmm. It's also a half point tight end premium. Correct. Um, do you have a position before we look at our actual teams? Do you have a position that you would prefer to be weak in for a guillotine league? Because uh, with 18 teams, you're going to be a little weaker somewhere. Yeah. So where would you prefer to be weakest? I think um, probably quarterback would be my pick. Why? Uh, well, no, maybe running back, actually, because it's a one-quarterback league. It's not super But flex. 18 teams, though. Right. So if every te- when every team gets one, yeah, I mean not everybody's getting a backup. Not that you'd want True. one. Yeah. So it's it, I, yeah, it's a super flex, but it's also deep it's enough. not a super flex. It's not a super right. flex. So, but I mean, even when you're in, but even if you're in like a like if you're in a twenty team like a normal twenty team league yeah. with one quarterback, they almost have the value that a super flex does because no. they're you know. But at the same time, too, if you don't grab a second quarterback, and then a team gets eliminated, say they have Mahomes, then there's a bidding war for Mahomes. Sure. You don't get Mahomes, then you're, you know, down another crappy quarterback, right. you know? Right. But, you know, I would say probably running back would be okay because you'd have your wide receivers that can bump you up. You have your tight ends that get the extra point five that can uh, save you for if you have some terrible running backs. So it's it, it, if you get a stud running back, you're golden at the beginning provided they produce for you and they don't get hurt or their backup starts you know vulturing from you i would prefer to be weakest at running back the same way i would in every league um but especially here the risk is just compounded you know because you lose a running back here and it's like oh boy (laughs) yeah you know so i want to be in this setup i want to be strong at wide receiver for sure. So, I had one three, and you had one five. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correcto. Are you happy with the position you got? Yeah, I was okay with it. Me too. Did you have a? Did you have a guy you wanted? Yeah. Going in. The guy you got. And it's oh the guy I got. I know there are a few. I know the the guy between us. You're at three. I'm at five. The guy at four wanted the guy you got and then i think the guy at like eight there was no way he was making the eight no he wasn't making. No. yeah he he just said i'm going to bed this is I, I want justin jefferson yeah like dude he went at one three not happening the guy wasn't even looking all right so draft starts off taylor and cooper cup went yep. one one and one two which it makes sense i mean i think in a lot of ways cup is a very safe maybe not actually with stafford's injury maybe mm-hmm. not so much 
But I think those are pretty... I mean, Taylor at one is pretty chalk. And some would say that McConnell, as their offensive coordinator, may have something to do with Cup doing so well last year. So that could take away from what he's doing also. True. You just don't know. Uh, so then at 1-3, I was deciding between Justin Jefferson. I kind I went, I went, uh, I went a little bit of um, contradictory, not contradictory, counter, counter to what counter I usually intuitive. do. Yeah, counter to what I usually do here because yeah. I got some guys that I like never take um, elsewhere. But I took Justin Jefferson, but I was considering Kelsey because of the tight end premium, and I just thought, you know what, I would rather have that superstar wide receiver with a full point PPR and not ever have to think about it, yeah. you know, and, and I mean, there's question marks with Kelsey being the only proven receiver left for Mahomes too. So, um, and Jefferson is about the best player you can have in a guillotine because the second, uh, owner with him on the squad, he's going to be the highest, bitted guy totally so say it again he's say god forbid you're out week one right jefferson will garner the most money in fab in free agency everyone's gonna bid on him meaning that's how you can meaning you know he's gonna be a valuable guy yeah, meaning that you will be fighting over you him. will pretty much have the number one ride receiver every week you're still in it uh true yeah, so Kelsey went at 1-4 right after me. The guy wanted Kelsey. I said, hey, we could swap. Make me an offer. He he didn't do it. Um, anyway, uh, so then you came up at 1-5. Yep, so my I figured Taylor and Cup would probably go 1-2. and two. That was my guess. Um, you were a wild card at uh, 3. You probably assumed I'd go tight end. I figured you'd either go Kelsey, yeah. Uh, so it actually played out the ranking how I wanted it was Jefferson, Kelsey, and who I got. So I got Cook at five. Um, Homer pick, yes, uh, but I love his receiving ability and uh, the fact that there's a brand new offense. And uh, I think uh, he's going to excel, not just being a Homer, but I think he's going to have a great year. Um, I don't want you. I don't want you giving away uh, too much here, and ultimately, he's probably going to get taken in the next before it comes to you anyway. But was Madison in your plans? No, not at all. No. Is it because in this format you don't want to use up a spot on a like you'd rather have somebody else's handcuff yep. so you could ultimately have Cook and then somebody else's handcuff because yeah how how I look at guillotines is I don't want to do any handcuffs I want to get I mean if I can get a team's number one instead of a handcuff I want usage over the possibility of an injury because in a perfect world Cook wouldn't get injured right I don't want to never use Madison anyway I don't want to draft somebody in hopes I have to use them I want to draft somebody because I know I'm going to use them. Because I'm assuming there are, I'm assuming there are people in a guillotine who would have the opposite opinion, who would say they want to protect their investment, true, and yeah. not, not worry about like if you have Madison, you're not worried about Cook yeah. injured because you you get a guy who's seventy percent of Cook. Yeah, but I don't see it that way. Okay, not in a guillotine. In a That's redraft, fair. sure, I'll protect my investment, sure. but not in a guillotine. Fair enough. Yep. All right. 
Uh, so then we had a lot of running backs coming off the board. Uh, Andrews came off the board. Some more wide receivers. The ones you would typically assume. Coming around around round two, Pitts went off the board. Allen, more running backs, wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Mahomes, Herbert. And then it got back to you at 2-14. Yep, and I went with A.J. Brown. Uh, him and Hertz have been connecting all over the place. He uh, He's great in the open field. i predicting some long scores from that guy. He's Lots a beast. of points. He is a beast. He's a real beast. So I am very excited to have him on my squad. Him and Cook as a one and two. I'm happy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brees Hall went right after that before my pick. Um, another risky one because you don't know what the Jets are going to do. You yep. don't know if he's going to be a workhorse early. Yeah. You know, if he comes on late like Taylor did his rookie season, that does you no good if you don't survive. Exactly. It's a very risky, another risky move. Yes. So at 216 to go with Justin Jefferson, I'm looking at my options and I thought, you know, I want to go safe. And I went with a guy that I typically hate, a fat tub of goo that I never want on any team, but he's got Brady thrown to him. He's a big target. Uh-huh. You didn't know about Godwin. And I went with Mike Evans. I yeah, figured he he's a safe, he's a safe late second round pick in a guillotine. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yeah, he totally is. Okay. Yeah, I'm surprised he lasted that long, to be Agreed. honest with you. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, so then we come around the turn. Um, Kittle went at 3-2, and, and so then at 3-3, three, three, I, I, I will... So can I pause? Yes. Were you looking at Kittle there, if he was still there? I don't think I would have. I, I love Kittle as a player, but I'm trying to back off of him in Dynasty, or in... in um, in fantasy just because I don't have I think that with Lance at quarterback they are going to be running the ball Mm -hmm. either he's going to be running the ball or the running backs are going to be running the ball and Kittle will be blocking even more than he did before and I have no faith in Lance to get the ball to Kittle and so I just am trying to kind of back off from him a little bit that's fair um, I, I did consider Waller just because he's kind of the last of the big tight ends that was available. Yeah. But I don't like Waller, and I just think that he's... I mean, the targets there are going to get gobbled up by Adams, I think, most likely. And so I just... It, it sure. just would have felt gross to me. No, that's fair. So I, I think Lamar Jackson is going to be... I think he's going to have a real resurgence this year. And I decided to get my get my quarterback there at three three, so I went Lamar Jackson. So Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans, Lamar Jackson. Not bad. And then, and then J- speaking of Baltimore, J.K. Dobbins yep. went next. J.K. went next to pair with Brees Hall. A couple question marks at running back, so that's yeah, pretty dicey from the commish. Yep. Uh, so I was next at three five. I wanted to go back to back wide receivers, and I looked at who was left. I debated. Uh, between DJ Moore and T. Higgins. I went back and forth between the two, but I ultimately went with Jamar Chase's 1B to his 1A. I went T. Higgins because I love Burrow throwing to Higgins. I love that offense, and uh, I think they're just going to continue what they did last year. So already your whole wanting the first uh, player in the offense is uh, out the window. 1A, 1B, they're pretty much identical. 
Yeah, but DJ Moore is actually the one. Well, I guess you could say McCaffrey's the one, so technically not. Yeah, and plus, I don't trust that offense just yeah, yet. Yeah, not buying the Baker Mayfield thing yet? I'm not. Okay. No, and that... Can't say I blame you. That's what made my decision easier. Gotcha. Okay. And I've never been a Sutton truther. Who went either. next? Yep. So Sutton went next, DJ Moore. We had some running backs. We had Waller go at 311, running backs, wide receivers... I mean, Antonio Gibson at 314, very risky. I mean, yeah. in the third, late third, okay, fine, yeah. but like, I don't know. Um, coming back around, 4 1, Dalton Schultz went. TJ Hawkinson went. I may have considered him when it got back to me. AJ Dillon went. AJ Dillon went. Which, what, that surprised me too. Yeah, it's just putting a lot of, putting a lot of faith in, uh, yep. Putting a lot of faith in the uh, in the backup running back. Uh huh. All right. So then, coming back to Big Dave Dizzle at four fourteen. Coming back, I, I'm seeing that there's some quarterbacks that are still left, and uh, I wanted to get a quarterback before it was too late. So I figured, hey, why not get a stat going? Mm-hmm. Let me let me pair Hertz with AJ Brown. I love Hertz's rushing ability. I love that he's got his best friend on the team with AJ Brown. So every week, I'm going to be double-dipping on them points. (laughs) I am so excited to have that stack. Every week until week two when you're eliminated. Just kidding, buddy. Or week seven when they have a bye. I know, I'm just kidding. Oh, I heard week seven is going to be a rough bye. Do you pay pay any attention to bye weeks, or do you just worry about that when it happens? I did. I'll talk about it after my next pick. All right. So I started looking at who was available. And, and then I, after me, Marquise Brown went. Marquise Brown yeah. went, and then it was to me. And I started looking at who was available, and I thought, this is redraft, and I want guys who could be difference makers, and I want guys who could be safe. Now, this might sound crazy. You're crazy. But based on what you're hearing about Michael Thomas being healthy. Yeah. And looking good, looking like he might be back to his old form, I kind of felt like at 416 it was stealing to take Michael Thomas. Yeah. So I grabbed Michael Thomas to be my third wide receiver. And I'm not going to lie, he would have been my pick had he stayed there. There you go. Yep. So he is now a flex for me um, at 416. So then coming around the turn, Russell Wilson, Juju, Zach Ertz, Damian Harris... I mean, gosh, the team that the team that had started with Jonathan Taylor, Taylor, Montgomery, Pittman, Juju, Zach Ertz, Olave, and Claypool, yeah, that team could be a week one eliminated. Off the rails. Yeah, that team could be eliminated early. So then back to me at five three. So now I when I took Michael Thomas, I was deci- I was thinking maybe I'd go Chris Godwin, who is now seemingly ready to play. Yeah. Because I could start he and Evans together and get Brady's best two receivers. Sure. Decide on Michael Thomas. Figured Chris Godwin right. would be gone coming around the corner. Mm-hmm. And he should have been instead of Juju, instead been. of Ertz, instead yep. of Harris, whatever. He was still there at 5'3", so I took Chris Godwin. So now I'm looking at Jefferson Evans, Lamar Jackson, Michael Thomas, and Chris Godwin at 5'3". So yeah. um, Kurt seemed to like that. He's, you know, that's kind of a nice... I think for most offenses, you wouldn't want to start two receivers. But I think for but, Tom Brady's offense, yeah. I think that's a perfectly fine strategy, and uh-huh. I'm pretty excited to see how that works out. Correcto. 
All right, so then Thielen goes, and you're up at 5-5. Five, five. Thielen goes. I go with my guy Gabe Davis, who I hope is going to continue his uh, – we'll pick up where he left off from the playoffs. In training camp, he's looking great as well. Okay. Uh, now, I had debated Elijah Moore and Amon Ross St. Brown. Okay. However, uh, still not trusting the Jets yet on their offense. And with Amon Rob St. Brown, they brought in some more weapons too. So his usage may go down a little bit. Yeah. So those two are going down. Gabe Davis going up. Now after I I noticed that oh snap, Dalvin Cook, AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts, Gabe Davis all have bye week seven. So I may be hurting in week seven. So I've got a Draft but ultimately, some... if you can survive the first six weeks, yep. you'll cross that bridge when you come to exactly. it. Exactly. Because you never know. You could have one of those guys get injured. You already have to replace them. You just yeah. – I never, ever think about bye weeks at all. Yeah. The only exception is in a vampire league when I want to make sure that I do not have my best players I don't want on the bench the week I play the vampire. Exactly. Um because I, I will not be the guy who loses to the vampire. I yeah. refuse. Yeah. And I never have. So. And and it's true. I mean, make it through week seven, I'll be golden. But, you know, I can still draft some players that can get me points during that week seven anyways. So then we had a mini quarterback run. We did have a lot of these runs getting pointed out by the guys in the chat. Yeah. I uh, believe what I I believe what I posted was thank goodness we have you jokers to point out the runs because the colors aren't yeah. color coding isn't yeah. enough. But that that's gonna happen. That's a lot so of a lot of guys don't realize what table talk is. They and just want to hear themselves stuff. talk. They exactly. they want to they want to sound like they know what they're talking about and recognizing a run and calling that out is something they think makes them sound right observant what, smart whatever. What they also want to do is if they're the ones who started the run. They want to keep the run going well, sure. so they can knock players down to them. And that's the problem I have with it. Yep. Is that you're influencing who people are taking. Yep. And I think that's I think that's gross. It is. So. But a lot of people don't see it that way. Well, they're wrong. <laughs> they're wrong. All right. So Lost track of where we were. All right, so we're coming around, coming yeah, around. Yeah, we had the quarterback run. We had a wide receiver run. Ramondi Stevenson goes. Stafford goes. And we're starting to I, – I think you should still be looking for safe picks because everybody is still drafting starters at yeah. this point. Um, so there's going to be more risk as you go. But, I mean, taking a guy like Dawson Knox, I think that's yeah. risky. I mean, he was basically only caught touchdowns and nothing else last year. Uh-huh. So I think that's – that's a risky move. Um, and James Cook went before Singletary, which is interesting. And then yep. Singletary went same round. Yep. Oof. And then the guy that drafted A.J. Dillon got Tony Pollard. So that's a couple of backups. Yep. Don't Man. really get it. Man. All right, we're coming to you, 614. Coming to me, and this was the guy that I wanted in this round all along. I wanted a, a tight end, um, and uh, I, what he did his rookie year as a rookie tight end was great. You don't see a lot of production like that as a rookie. 
and I think he's going to be Mitch's safety blanket as he gets used to the offense. So I think Fed. I think you mispronounced Kenny. Mitch, please. We'll just start the year. It'll be Mitch. Okay. Kenny, towards the end of the year, we'll we'll bring it on. But uh, so I took Pat Frymuth. Um I just like what he can do, and uh, I am excited to see all those passes he's going to catch and point five bump for tight ends. So. True. I'm excited for that. I, I was glad Komet went first because I don't want anything to do with Komet. Ooh, see, I'm I'm bullish. I'm a little bit bullish uh, on Komet. This I'm the year. opposite. Not in this format. I'd I'd be worried about. I mean, it's too risky. Yeah. But I kind of feel that way about Fryermuth too. I mean, I he was very efficient with what he with mm-hmm. what he did. Caught a lot of touchdowns, mm-hmm. and I'm without Big Ben. I'm just not. Cons- I'm not convinced that's going to happen. I hope it does, not for your sake, for my sake. Yeah. And other I like things. I like the safety blanket aspect that he That's provides fair. to Mitch because you know Mitch is going to panic at in times. He's and gonna, I think the argument could be made that my tight end that I took, um, he's going to Mitch coming up it. here is uh, more risky than yours. We'll get to him in a second. All right, so then I was thinking running back mm-hmm. um, at this uh, six sixteen. I figured it was time to get a running back, and there were some guys that I was eyeing. Uh, one of them being Kenneth Walker, who went right after you before I picked. Uh, I think I think it's Penny's team, but I think Walker will take it off, take it over sooner. Penny is Penny's hurt now, by the way. Is he? He's he's dinged up. Yeah, it again. was only a matter of time. Surprise, surprise. Only matter of time. I think the turf jumped up and bit him. Yep. So then, uh, yeah. So then Kenneth Walker uh, makes sense to to be the guy then. So. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah, right over there? Yeah, I'm just getting eaten alive. Um, so, Kenneth Walker is one of the guys I was I was considering, but there is a rookie running back who should easily be the starter on his team and he's get a lot of he's touches. making noise. And he is looking very good in yep. training camp, and that is Damian Pierce. Yep. And he is who I took at 616. I'm nah, very happy about that. Not a that. bad pick. And I think if you can if you can get solid running backs in your quarterback – in the first five rounds, and then get a rookie who's pretty easily going to be the starter on his team, whose only competition is Sexy Rexy and Marlon Mack. I think that's um, I think that's golden. So I was targeting him and was very happy to get him. Uh, coming around that turn, uh, seventh round is where we are now. Uh-huh. Uh, I considered Olave, who went uh, for my last flex spot, who went uh, at the turn. Uh, wasn't really considering those other two running backs. It went Carter and Gordon. Um, there were a couple other running backs I was thinking about, but I didn't have a tight end yet. And I was as I was looking at the tight end choices, uh, the guys who were left were basically Hunter Henry, Albert O. They've both since gone. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Irv Smith, Higby, Fant, like... I didn't really feel good about any of those guys, but one guy I think could be really big this year is Mike Gesicki, who's who I ended up taking. My thought process is there's going to be a lot of speed with Waddle and and Tyreek, and they're going to demand a lot of attention, and you're going to have this gigantic athletic freak in Mike Gesicki getting open, and there could be a little bit of safety safety blanket aspect you know he's a much bigger target than basically anybody else that Tua is throwing to Mm -hmm. he's also playing under the franchise tag and so he's going to want to make the most of his opportunities and get paid if he sucks this year he's really screwing himself out of a lot of money 
Now, they are having him block a lot, which he's not used to doing. But I think if that coaching staff knows what they're doing, which it seems like they do, they are not going to pigeonhole him into blocking. They're going to realize he's basically a gigantic wide yeah. receiver, and they're not going to put themselves in that situation. So I was, uh, I was happy to get him as my tight end. I would like to get a second tight end. Actually... I probably won't get a second tight end no, now that you I'm can, looking at it. You There's can pick one up better, better positions right. to uh, to do. And that's the other thing. If the, if the team with Pitts, Kelsey, Andrews, um, I mean, those three for sure, if, if that team gets eliminated, yeah. that would probably be a guy that I would target to upgrade at tight end um, in the first and few weeks. the team that has Andrews... It's Andrews, Mahomes, Josh Jacobs, Hawkinson, Stevenson, Singletary. No wide receivers yet. That team's looking... Uh... Oh, and two... So, okay, <clears throat> I wonder what the thought process is. Yeah. that's the taking only taking two tight ends. Only team without a wide receiver. Every team has at least two or three. Oh, boy. Because you have to start two wide receivers. You and have it's to. P- and it's PPR. That's interesting. Yeah. And by interesting, I mean stupid. Uh-huh. All right, so then uh, before your pick, Garrett Wilson went. Yes. I'd be, I, I again, I'd be nervous in this format to take right. him. You just don't know when he's going to take off, exactly, or if he's going to be better than Elijah Moore initially. Yep. Um, you're up at, you were up at seven five. Yep. So I, uh, my thoughts on this, uh, I had thought about uh, taking Albert O, going uh, uh, tight end in a flex, um, but then I had. I mean, he's another week nine, so I was kind of thinking about that because I would add two tight ends on bye in week nine. Yeah, you know. Uh, and then I was yeah, if also you only, if you only have two players at a certain position, you right. can't, you don't want them having the same. Bye. Exactly. Um, so then I was thinking of having Henderson as my second running back. Uh, he's been sharing time with Acres. They've both been running with the first team. Um, but guess when his bye week is? Come on, week seven. So I look and I see uh, Rondale Moore. Uh, he is going to get a ton of looks. Um, he's even going to be uh, rushing the ball at times too. So a lot of opportunities for him to get a lot of points. Um, so I went Rondale Moore. Especially and he had, in the and he first, had flashes. Especially in the first That's six good. weeks mm-hmm. with Nuke out. Yep. So I was very happy to secure him. And then Albert O went right away after Yep, and so then we are currently at seven ten. So we've got a wait, basically a long wait to get around that other turn and back to us. So we're we're gonna be waiting for a while. So my team right now is Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans, Lamar Jackson, Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, Damian Pierce, Mike Kosicki, and yours. I am Cook, AJ Brown, Higgins, Hertz, Gabe Davis, Fat Pat, Rondell Moore. Nice. Yeah. Feeling good. I'm feeling pretty good. Me too. Yeah. I'm feeling with this team, um, I'm not going to have to pick anybody up for a couple weeks, which is obviously the goal. Unless somebody really jumps out at me. But True. There's or, also, well, there's also, or an injury happens. There is also no harm when that first team is eliminated. There might be somebody who's a slight upgrade on one of your guys. Mm-hmm. There's no harm in putting right. in a very low bid. Just in case nobody else wants him, you never know. Yeah, I mean, if they're if that bench player is better than someone at the end of my bench, I'll swap them out. Sure, easy peasy. Yeah, 
And I can't remember off the top of my head if the if there have been any of those situations where I've gotten somebody like that, but I'm sure there have been. And then also what happens too is sometimes in the beginning of the year people are gun shy at bidding, and somebody won't be bid on, and you pick them up right away in the morning, for nothing. Oh, that's true. That happens I, too. That's my favorite. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Totes. All right. Last Ooh. but not least, the vampire draft yes. by next week's episode. We will have begun the Vampire Draft. So excited. Because uh, it starts Monday the 15th. Um, do you remember the positions, the our drafting spots? I pick second. You pick second. I think you're like fourth. Fifth? Fifth or sixth, Fourth or I fifth think. or sixth, yeah. You're yeah. not too far behind me. So you pick second. Yep. And I already know who I'm getting. You already know who you're getting? Gee, JJ, baby. Gee, I wonder. <laughs> so unless he goes 1-1. One, one, it's either JJ or JT. Yeah, I'm Jonathan one Taylor go first. So you're, you're I mean, you to, never know. Crazy things have happened. You never know. Crazy things have happened. So, uh, yeah, so the vampire um, will be happening. And uh, were you going to share Waylon's vampire roster just so we can hear it's it? It's on my phone. So you can't? Probably not. I don't know. I don't want to mess with the phone. No, don't mess with the phone. Yeah. That's fine. Well, there's a vampire we could share, but yeah. it, we can't. We can share it next week. <laughs> oh, good times, good times. All right, yeah. buddy. Good stuff. So that, yeah, that that uh, guillotine league is some of those teams are looking kind of suspect. And it's it all. I mean, that's how it always goes. As I look at it, and I think, well, I think I'm pretty safe to not be initially yeah. el- eliminated first. That's how I feel. Have you won a guillotine league yet? I haven't either. I made top six. I made top five. And then the team that I had a lot of influence on for Claire made top two. Yeah. I have um, yet to win one either. But yeah, one of these days. That would, be, that would be fun. Yeah. All right, everybody. Trips right with Ralph and Dave. You know who we are. Me llamo David. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week to talk vampire results and I'm sure other fun stuff. There will yeah. be uh, there will be preseason to talk about as well. Oh yeah. So thanks for listening. Thanks, tell your guys. friends, share it and stuff. Yeah, and Dave, tell your friend to tell a friend to tell a friend and we'll do a lot better next week. Yeah, when your friend is listening, we'll do better. I swear. Better than this one. Tell him you'll share the next episode, not this one. Right. All right. See you guys. It is Shaheen fails physical. <laughs> you big fatty. Like, how much do you have to? Like, just... how many donuts did you eat? Like, could we pass a physical right now if we took one? I pass a physical every year. <laughs> I'm just saying, like a. Foot... But not to play in the NFL. Like a football. Like, what do you do? You have to catch passes. I mean, how do you fail a physical? Touch your toes. He can't touch his toes. Just kidding.